Well, happy Easter, everybody. I'm going to ask that if you're able, that you will please remain standing for just a few more moments. So we take a look at our scripture for this morning. It's found in Matthew chapter 28. We're going to look at verses 1 through 10 this morning. The word of God to the people of God. Early on Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone, and sat on it. His face shone like lightning, his clothing was as white as snow. The guards shook with fear, and they saw him, and they fell into a dead faint. Then the angel spoke to the women, said, don't be afraid, he said. I know you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Just as he said would happen. Come see where his body was lying. And now go. Go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. He is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Remember what I have told you. The women ran quickly from the tomb. They were very frightened, but also filled with great joy. And they rushed to give the disciples the angel's message. And as they went, Jesus met them and greeted them. And they ran to him, grasped his feet, and worshiped him. Then Jesus said to them, don't be afraid. Go tell my brothers to leave for Galilee, and they will see me there. Thus ends the reading of God's word. You may be seated. Well, good morning and happy Easter once again. You all look absolutely amazing. You look amazing. Um, We do have some seats in the front for those of you that would like to sit in the front. I know y'all scared because it's kind of like the spittle zone. (laughs) I promise I brushed my teeth this morning. So if it gets that far, you'll be you'll be all right. It's so good to see you all this morning. Thank you for being here. If this is your first time with us, thank you for choosing us. My name is Rodney. I'm the pastor here at our Matthews location. And we've been walking through a study of the book of James over the last few weeks. And I want to take a moment to shout out Pastor Dylan and Pastor Travis for preaching God's truth to us during that time. But today, as we celebrate King Jesus, we're focusing our attention on Matthew chapter 28, as we talk about a new day dawning. Before we dive into God's word, let's take a moment and pray together. Father, in Jesus' name, we're grateful for this space of grace. Grateful for this opportunity, God. You didn't have to do it, but you did. Now, God, as we sit at your feet and learn of you, we pray that you would move up and down these aisles, move in and out of our hearts by your spirit, Help us to focus our attention on you. Enlighten us in our hearts, God. Change somebody's life. Meet somebody's need. Show up in this place however you choose to, but we ask that you would please get the glory in this place and in these people. In Jesus' name, God's children said amen and amen. It's hard to describe all that Easter means to believers all around the world. But what I can say is that whether you're a believer or not, the resurrection 
was the pivotal moment in all of human history. It was the pivotal moment in all of human history because everything changed on that morning so many years ago. Easter is like loving and being loved in a way that you can never imagine. Easter is like the blind seeing for the very first time. Easter is like light coming into what had only been darkness. Easter is like this video, a child seeing for the first time. What do you think, boy? What do you think? Can you see me? That's what Easter is like. Aren't you grateful for doctors and technology that allows for things like this? We serve an amazing God. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm glad that every day we live is another chance at life. Every day that you and I live is an opportunity for moments just like the one we saw in the video. Easter is the greatest example of the fact that God is the God of another chance. For some of us, that's a second chance. For others of us, that's a third, a fourth, and even a fifth, fifth chance. Easter is the love, the grace, and the mercy of God. Easter is a new day dawning. That very first Easter morning, was the light of God shining once again into our darkness. It was a new chance for humanity to live in the light of God's presence and God's love. See, the light of Easter is the light of life, not just the light that we live in, but the light that you and I should see everything else through. Friends, Easter isn't good advice about how to love God. Easter is the good news of how God loves you. That's what Easter is. Easter is a new day dawning for all of us, a new day dawning for all of us. And so as we dive into Matthew chapter 28, the first 10 verses, and look at Easter, a new day dawning, the first thing I want to share with you today is I want to draw some attention to the language that's used here in the first couple of verses. It's strong language. It's vivid language. It's powerful language. Why? Because, again, it is the pivotal moment in history. Right, it says that there was a great earthquake. The angel whose face was shining like lightning. We also see that there was great fear and there was great joy. But what we also see in these verses is we get some insight into what a new day dawning means for you and me. We get some insight into that. So today I want to highlight three things from the first 10 verses of Matthew chapter 8 that represent what a new day dawning means for you and I, the first thing is this. A new day dawning means that we can leave our graveyards. We can leave our graveyards. I think one of the most powerful and most profound questions in all of Scripture was asked on that first Easter morning. 
And I love Luke's account of it. When the angels asked the woman in Luke 24, 5, he said, why are you looking for the living among the dead? Why are you looking for the living among the dead? Why are you looking for light in the darkness? There was an old country song that you guys might know. It says, looking for love where? In all the wrong places. Isn't that how we live? Isn't that how we live? We look for love. We look for light in all of the wrong places. Many of us are searching, looking for life, for value, for meaning, for purpose, for worth. We are looking for the good life in all of the wrong places. Many of us are searching for the very thing that we were created for, the light. Only we're searching for it in places we were not created for. Places that represent darkness. God made us for love. He made us for connection, for purpose. He created us for life. For many of us, if we can't find it, if we feel like we can't find it in God, we'll settle for it in other things, won't we? We'll settle for it in an old habit, in a hurt or a hang-up. We'll settle for it in a damaging relationship. Settle for it in a place of trauma, an old family dynamic. We'll settle for it in a comfortable coping mechanism, a familiar dysfunction. We'll settle for it. My question to you today is this. What are you settling for that Jesus has already settled? What are you settling for that Jesus has already settled? See, on that first Easter morning, Jesus settled all of the issues caused by our fear, our doubt, our confusion, our loneliness, our insecurities. Jesus settled it on that day. So sadly, even though Jesus came that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly, The truth is we like to wander around in graveyards of old looking for new things. We like to wander around in graveyards of old looking for something fresh, something new. For many of us, the graveyard is our past, isn't it? It's our past. We feel defined by past mistakes, ashamed by poor choices, unworthy because of failures. Unable to embrace a new day dawning. Unable to embrace another chance. The gift and the grace of God provided through every breath he gives us. See, friends, Easter reminds us that in Jesus, our past, our present, and our future is both sealed and settled. Our past, our present, and our future is both sealed and settled in Jesus, Romans 8, reminds us that the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, he will give life to our mortal bodies through the same Spirit that lives within us. Therefore, there is now no condemnation to those of us who belong to Christ. Here's the thing. Jesus rose from the grave, and guess what he did? He left. He didn't stay there. He rose from the grave and he left. You know why? So that you and I can do the same thing. He rose from the grave and he left. And with his help, 
By his grace, we can do the same thing. Easter is a new day dawning. So not only does that mean for you and I that we can leave our graveyards, it also means that we can live with purpose. We can live with purpose. I love verse 7 of our text. It says, and now the angel said, go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. Told people, tell people, don't they? When something good has happened to your life, isn't the first thing you want to do is run and tell somebody? Told people, tell people. What's my point? Don't be afraid to share the story of Jesus through your story. Don't be afraid to share the story of Jesus through your story. I know your story is not perfect. I know your story is not perfect. I know that there's trauma. I know that there's dysfunction. I know that there's forgettable moments in your story. Why? Because you're, you're just like me. You're just like me. So I know that everything hasn't been perfect. Nobody's story is perfect. We're all broken, aren't we? Saying I love that says that the more cracks in the pot of our lives, the brighter the light of Jesus can shine through. So don't be afraid to share your story. I know for me, personally, I really love and I am forever grateful for the appreciation that many of you have expressed over the last few weeks regarding my vulnerability and honesty with the things that have gone on, have been going on in my life and in my household lately. You know that this is not the greatest of moments. But I'm grateful for the fact that you all are appreciating the vulnerability and the honesty. And I'll tell you what, I am learning to appreciate my story. I'm learning to appreciate my song. Every part of it. I'm learning to appreciate the mission that God has called me to, no matter where that takes me. I'm learning to appreciate it. But guess what? You got a story to tell too. You have a mission to fulfill. You have a song to sing. Now, you may, you may sing it a little sharp or a little flat when you sing it. <laughs> but that's not what matters, right? That's not what matters. Because it's your story. It's your song. And when you choose, by God's grace, to sing your song, tell your story, fulfill your mission, not only does that glorify God, but it gives other people permission to do the same thing. So what's the secret to living on mission? For God, the angel said it in verse 7. He said, remember what I told you. That's it. He said, remember what I told you. In other words, remember what God says about you. Not what the world tells you, but remember what, what, what God's truth has to say about you. The truth is, for many of us, we tend to remember the things that we should forget and forget the things we should remember, right? You could do 50 nice things for somebody and one not-so-nice thing, and what do they remember? <laughs> the one not-so-nice thing that you did, right? But for you and I, it's, it's, it's important that we remember the truth that Jesus told us, the truth about who he is, truth about who we are, and the truth about who others are. I need you to remember this. For those of you who are in the, in the room today and maybe you're kicking the tires around this whole faith thing. Maybe you're skeptical about this whole faith thing. The first, 
skeptics of the resurrection were the disciples. The first skeptics of the resurrection were, they, were the disciples. But here's what I'm learning. It is better to doubt out loud than to disbelieve in silence. It's better to doubt out loud than to disbelieve in silence. So what does Easter, a new day dawning, mean for us? It means that we can leave our graveyards. Stop trying to resuscitate things that God is calling you away from. It also means that we can live with purpose. And thirdly, it means that we can learn joy. We can learn joy. I'm learning that true joy is not a byproduct of circumstances. It's a byproduct of embracing the Savior's love. Said it before, y'all know that I've been through a season, my wife and I, praying and believing God for different things. I'm learning not to put my joy in an expected end, but to put my joy in the fact that no matter how it shakes out, God is sovereign and God loves me. God loves my wife. God loves us. God loves you. I love verse 8 in our text here. It says, the women ran quickly from the tomb. They were very frightened but also filled with great joy. And they rushed to give the disciples the angel's message. An important takeaway for us in this is that what brings you the greatest joy can oftentimes first bring you the greatest fear. We also see that in a great pivotal moment in history, there was both fear and there was joy. One of the great paradoxes of life. We talked about this a few, few weeks ago as we studied the book of James. When James said, when trouble comes your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. It's the life that we live in. What brings you the greatest joy can oftentimes first bring you the greatest fear. Me standing here today is a perfect example of that. I wish I could show y'all footage of 1997 when I first started speaking. I wish, wish I could show you. Actually, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't want, want y'all to see that side of me. But it brought me so much fear. Now I can't see my life without it. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm, somebody asked me a couple weeks ago, are you, are you ever nervous? I'm never not nervous. But I'm learning that the more I step into what God has called me to, the more joy that that brings my heart. So today is Easter and it's Sunday and we're celebrating, but undoubtedly there are people in the room that are fearful. Fearful of something in your past, fearful of something in your present, fearful of something that's coming up. There are people in the room that are lonely, that are confused, that are discouraged. What's my point? Fear, just like in our text, along with all of the other emotions that we could consider negative, they're a part of the story. They're a part of the story. Oftentimes, we want a life filled with joy and no sadness. Filled with great things and no fear. But living a joyful life and learning joy means embracing every part of the story. The challenge for us is not to be led by or give in to those negative Emotions. The truth is, many of us are afraid to be honest with ourselves. 
We're afraid to be vulnerable. This is keeping us from learning joy. We're afraid to be broken. We're afraid to share that brokenness with other people. Now, I'll be the first to say we need to use wisdom with that, right? Because brokenness in the wrong hands can be a tool used by the enemy. But the hands that I'm referring to are the hands of God. The same hands that shaped and molded you. The same hands that created you in his image and after his likeness. Many of us are afraid to be found out by God and by others. What we miss is that's exactly who God is inviting in. Those of us that are fearful, fearful of being vulnerable, fearful of being found out, those are the ones that Jesus is beckoning to come towards him. Here's the good news. The one who knows you best is the one that loves you the most. The one that knows every secret you try to hide, even from yourself. He knows it all, but he loves you best. The angel said in Matthew 28, verse 5, he said, don't be afraid. I know you are looking for Jesus. And for the person in the room that is searching, my word to you is don't give up. That's why we exist here at New City, to help people find and follow Jesus. So if you're searching, I want to remind you that we serve a very present God. Who, unlike other religions that want you to come to their God, Jesus will meet you right where you are. He will meet you right where you are. That's the difference between religion and relationship. Relationship meets you right where you are. I want you to remember that a heart that is broken is a heart that's open. Your brokenness is not a bad thing. It's the very thing that God will use to not only bless your life, but to bless others as well. A broken heart is ready to receive something more than what the world can offer it. Every day I get up here, I'm learning to embrace my brokenness. As I think about the resurrection and everything that God has done for me. I'm challenged with the fact that I'm not worthy to stand here. But the more I think about it and the more I embrace what God has done for me, I realize that there's nobody better than somebody who's broken. Than somebody that is in touch with their failures and their flaws. Open-handed to be used by God However he wills, learning joy means not being afraid to trust God with what makes you the most afraid. See, Easter turns our greatest fear, death, into the greatest joy, life. That's what Easter does. And so for those of us that are willing to embrace a new day dawning, this is what Easter does for us. So how should we respond? How should we respond to a new day dawning? Just like they did in our text in verse 9. Scripture says that they ran to Jesus. They embraced his feet and they worshiped him. That's how we should respond. That's how we should respond. We should run to Jesus, grab hold of him, and worship him. It's not about singing the perfect song or singing everything in key. It's about singing your song. It's about singing your song. This is what Easter is all about. 
600 years before Christmas, the prophet Isaiah wrote these words about Easter in Isaiah 9, verse 2. It says, in the land of darkness, a great light has dawned. In the land of darkness, a great light has dawned. To say it another way, and this is our bottom line, Easter is a new day dawning. For you and us, that means that we can leave our graveyards. It means that we can live with purpose. And it means that in spite of all the nasty and ugly things that are going on in the world, we can learn joy. We can learn joy. And when we do, when we do, this is what it looks like. This is what it looks like. When we learn this, friends, we were created to live like this. We were created to live like this. Not to live perfectly, but to live perfectly loved. This is how we were created to live. So my challenge to us today is to show God what dead things you've been holding on to. Ask God to show you. Ask God to show you where you have been living void of purpose. And then ask God to show you what areas of your life can you truly learn to embrace his joy, his wisdom. Happy Easter, New City. God loves you, and so do I. Let's pray together. Father, we are so grateful for the freshness of today, for the newness of today, for the grace of this moment. It's unlike any other moment in our lives. So we thank you for arresting our attention in this moment. For reminding us of your grace, of your mercy, and of your love. Thank you that in spite of us, before your namesake, you saw fit for us to be here today. Help us, God, by your grace and by your spirit to take full advantage of the opportunity of the day. So, Father, I pray now for those in the room. Maybe they don't know you. Maybe today you're stirring something in their hearts and they like to develop a relationship with you. And I also want to pray for the person in the room, God, that maybe at one time they knew you and they walked with you, but let life take over. Maybe you've stirred in them a desire to recommit. So if you're in the room today and you fall into those categories, I, I'm going to ask that you repeat this prayer after me. Say, Father, thank you for loving me. Thank you for loving me unconditionally. Forgive me for trusting in self-reliance, for trusting in religion more than you. 
Thank you for the grace to begin anew right now. God, I believe that Jesus Christ is your son. I believe that he died on the cross. Save me from my sins. Believe that he rose from the grave and now invites me to be a part of your forever family. Because of what Jesus has done, I ask you to forgive me my sins and give me eternal life. I invite you now into my heart and I invite you into my life. I want to trust you as my Savior and I want to follow you as my Lord. Help me to live every single day in a way that honors you and brings glory to your name. In Jesus' name. Thank you for this moment. Thank you for your love. And thank you for a new day dawning. Together we say amen, amen, and amen.